I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Bucks celebrated their Super Bowl 55 victory over the Chiefs with a boat parade Wednesday. I was there and there was some showboating by quarterback Tom Brady and the catch with apologies to Dwight Clark by Cameron Brate as Lombardi. Almost took a swim. And don't say the Bucks are running it back. No, that's for Kansas City. We're going for two, Bruce Arians says. We're talking goats and boats on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Verstick. Hey, Bucks fans, don't miss out on a chance to relive the incredible season with a hardcover collector's book. It's full of compelling stories and action-packed photos from my colleagues and me at the Tampa Bay Times. This 160-page book, Put you inside the huddle is a perfect way to commemorate an unbelievable season. Now just go to BucksBook.com to order. It's regularly $39.95, but for a limited time, you can save $10 when you pre-order. The offer expires February 17th. This segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Breitling Boutique. You know, Breitling Boutique is an international plaza. It's only one of 15 in the United States. They've welcomed championship quarterbacks, Hall of Famers, and boxers as clients. But you know what? They treat everyone terrific, and they're going to do the same with you. Tell them Rick and Steve sent you, and just for trying on one of those beautiful Swiss watches, you'll get a free Breitling cap when you try on that watch, a $60 value. Breitling Boutique, International Plaza. All right, Steve, I'm back on land after uh, spending most of the afternoon on the Hillsborough River. We had a chance to uh, follow the boat parade in a media boat, and we were really positioned pretty well um, on this water taxi somewhere between – Bruce Arians and Jason Light and Tom Brady, who had his own $2 million boat, of course, and then uh, Gronk and Cameron Braid and Mike Evans and Scotty Miller and uh, their wives and girlfriends were all on another boat. And I must say, the perspective from being in the river, because, you know, it's, it's a unique one, obviously, and there were a ton of other boats out there and people coming along and following along, along with the police officers trying to keep them away, but... I mean, hundreds of thousands of people, I think, were there. I, I don't think that's an exaggeration. I mean, just, I mean, that entire length we started at Amateur Works, um, ended up going, you know, around the bend there by Sparksman, Sparkman's Wharf and, and then on to where the uh, cruise ships uh, typically dock at uh, Port of Tampa Bay. And, I, I mean, I've never seen so many people. It was, just, it was just nutso. And I know the Tampa Bay Lightning have had a boat parade as well, but this was this was next level, man. This was crazy. I got to tell you, I'm starting to like these these boat parades. I mean, I am I, you too. know, I mean, there's uh, you know, everybody has a parade after their, you yeah. know, they win championships, and it's been going on for decades, if not more. Mm-hmm. I really like this boat. These boat parades are fun. It's it's a it's different. It's unique. It's something that Tampa's one of the few communities that has sports teams that can pull it off. You know, yeah. based on geography, weather, access to water, etc. Um, yeah. It's it's exciting. It's fun. It's different. I think the players, you know, the Lightning and the Bucks, really enjoyed they it. Loved it. Loved it. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of the Bucks players hadn't been in a parade before because they've never won it before. But it's different, and you're you know, you're one of what two teams that have basically done these boat parades now. 
um, you know, joining the Lightning back in, what was it, September 30th, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So in less than five months, we've had two of them, which has been awesome. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, going even back to 2018, they did do a boat parade then. They did one, I think, uh, just down the street. But I've heard this from other people that have won championships. And, you know, the night you win it, and of course, is just a few nights ago that the Bucks beat the Chiefs. And, you know, they, they, had their, they had their team party, I guess, at the aquarium or whatever. And they celebrated in the locker room with champagne and cigars and the like. But I've heard it, uh, players tell me this, and I, I think it's true that, it really hits you that you're world champions and that the most fun you have after winning one of those uh, is, is the parade is the chance to get together with, with your teammates. And, you know, especially this year, and remember, you know, COVID, they started the season. They had no fans the first couple of games uh, or very few. Then they went up to as many as around 15,000 or so. Um, but then when they go into other stadiums, sometimes like at MetLife and some other places, there were no fans at all. And so, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, having a packed stadium is one thing they didn't get to embrace. But to see the, the thousands upon thousands of people lining this, this boat parade route and also in watercraft and following along, I mean, it's just, it's overwhelming. It truly is. And there's, you know, there's a connection there that players and performers and athletes love. They love the connection. They love, um, you know, sharing their successes with uh, with fans, and they haven't had a chance to do it. And man, did the Buck fans come out! It was incredible. Oh, it, it absolutely was. I mean, I I, did, I wasn't down there today, but just watching the coverage and oh. and the ceremonies and and seeing the people and and all the posts on social media, you know, from from players to the team to the to the just fans themselves. I mean, it was incredible. Um, you know, we've always known this is a football town, and they love the Bucks. Um, the mm-hmm. Bucks haven't given them much to cheer about for the last. 18 years, really, um, particularly the last 13, until, you know, this year, what an incredible ride it's been. And unfortunately, the fans couldn't be there throughout the season, or most of them. There was limited fans at, at Ray J. In a couple of games, they didn't have fans. And, mm-hmm. you know, but they did show up today and showed you how much they love this team. They really did. And, you know, as usual, the main attraction was Tom Brady. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, the boat that you would want to be on or I would want to be on, even though, you know, Tom's boat is – it's phenomenal it's this you know cobalt blue it's like cost two million dollars and he had it brought in you know and he had his family on there and his daughter vivian his sons and giselle and i think her sister and there were there were a bunch of, of folks on that boat but the one where you wanted to be uh the one that had the most fun <laughs> and the most alcohol i might add uh would have been the boat that um gronk was on not a surprise right well, of course um his his girlfriend, the SI supermodel, you know Camille Costic uh, and Costic and um, you know you had Cameron Brait. How about this for a crew? So you got you got the tight ends right. You got Cameron Brait, uh, you got Gronk, you got um, I think Tanner Hudson was on there. The wide receivers, you've got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, uh, Scooter Miller, Scotty Miller, and um, was Antonio yeah. on there? No, there, you know what? Antonio Brown did not participate in the parade. I saw him. I saw a picture of him. Did you? Yeah. I didn't see him. I don't know where he was. Now he might. Maybe he was on another boat. I yeah, know. I saw a picture of him there, so I know he okay. was there. All right, so he made it. But maybe he didn't make it on stage, like because when they when they stopped at the port of Tampa, I think maybe some guys left, but a bunch of them got up on stage. I just never saw him. I really didn't. I didn't see Antonio Brown all day. So if you say he was there, he was there. 
Um, they had several boats. They had so many ships, you know, big star liners and, uh, you know, different ships that they use in and around Tampa um, that it was hard to see where everybody was. I mean, like Vita Vea was on one. I didn't see him till the end of the parade, and he had been on one of those big boats the whole time because they were family too. Like the Bucks did a hell of a job. Now, understand this too. You know, they had – I mean, Bruce Arians pretty much – vehemently after the game the next day said that he was disappointed that the NFL wasn't going to allow them to have a parade. And he was under the, the, um, the belief that they weren't just going to do anything. And then that changed, but it became a boat only, you know, boat parade only because, you know, where the lightning went back into the stadium, you know, after they had their boat parade, which probably wasn't a great idea because it took like forever. Um, but they had like 25,000, you know, socially distanced or 15,000, whatever it was, the the Bucks could not do that. I think in part because that stadium is still being taken down. I mean they they built an entire village around that stadium, uh, in a tent city and everything else, stages, sound stages, all that stuff for Super Bowl fifty five, and not all that stuff was out of there. So basically, um, this was going to be the only viewing that the public was going to have. Um, but you know, credit the Bucks for pulling this thing together. And my understanding is. They wanted to have it later in the week, but as it turns out, Tom Brady wasn't going to be there. You know, he's he's headed out of town. A lot of players were headed out of town, so they had to push it up, and they threw this thing together. Um, and you would imagine there would have been some talk about it even before the game. I mean, typically you can't just do this overnight. But somehow the city of Tampa and the Bucks managed to uh, put on this thing with uh, enough boats and, uh, you know, a place where they could – get on stage and well it helps uh, they had a semi blueprint from the lightning too so it's not absolutely just five months ago they did a similar now it wasn't the same route it wasn't all the same logistics and as the lightning you know went on a lot more players on this one absolutely a lot more players i mean lightning then did the uh the open uh, open air trolleys to the stadium and then they did the stadium deal um you know so it was a little different uh, you know um, yeah. but logistically and, and, and as far as a boat parade, I mean, you know, seeing what the lightning had done and the city helped plan that and stuff too. So that made it a little easier too to put it together quickly. Yeah, it did, but they did such a nice job. And I think, uh, I think the guys really enjoyed it. And, and, you know, there's also something to be said for the fact that this team this year with the pandemic, really unlike any other year in any sport, but you know, they really couldn't be together except to play football. Like Tom Brady said the other day, you know, if you were a football junkie, you loved this season, which he did. Um, but they couldn't go out together. You know, typically offensive lines um, usually have dinner on Thursday nights. And, you know, you, you have a lot of interaction even between offensive and defensive players socially. You know, guys get together. And Brady, of course, wants to know everybody personally. And it was just really hard because they, they just couldn't be together. If you weren't on offense, you weren't going to hang out with the defensive guys and so on. But what you saw during this this boat parade and um and and you know the subsequent press conference or or whatever that was on TV, the um I guess it was a for lack of a better thing, it was a celebration. What you saw was guys really getting together. Um, and bonding, and they bonded during the year, but you could see how close-knit they were, even though I don't think they spent a lot of time in each other's company. I mean, in some instances, I think that Brady was really, you know, he knew his teammates, but he was really getting to embrace them, um, you know, tell them how much he appreciated them. Like, it was sort of happening in real time in front of us today. 
you know, um, saw him with Antoine Winfield Jr., some of the things they shared with each other. And it, you just got this this feeling that these guys managed to become one of the closest teams or the closest team in the NFL without any advantage of, you know, being able to do stuff outside of, of the Bucks, And, and maybe in some ways that helped them. I don't know. Um, but every Super Bowl team always seems to have this one ingredient, and that is that they're selfless, that nobody is standing up, up there saying, look at me, I got the most sacks, I had the most tackles, I should get paid the most money. I mean, you don't, you don't have any of that. I mean, these guys accepted their roles, and it took you know, more than half the season, and some of this is like Leonard Fournette, um, or oh, I think sulked a little bit, you know, when Ronald Jones became the, the number one running back. Um, and there were some late additions and guys had to step in and step out. You know, Scotty Miller, when Antonio Brown got there, he was really, really playing. He was leading them in, in receiving at one point with 400 yards. And they had to take a step back and then he had to come back and, and play huge roles for them. So everybody took ownership of this. And it's just neat to see the human side of these guys, you know, because we – we think of them as athletes and gladiators and they roll out there on Sunday and they, you know, some of them get hurt and they bang heads and all that. But to see them with their wives, to see them with their moms, mm-hmm. to see them with siblings and to see them as fathers, you know, brothers, it's so, I don't know, it's it's humanizing. You know, it really is. Well, here um, here was going to cool. be my question going into the show. What's better, drunk Brady or drunk Cooch? <laughs> well, listen, let me just say this. And Joey Knight, Joey Knight shot a video that has gone viral and it went viral immediately. And it is probably four or five. There'll be probably 25 million people or more that see it um, in the next couple of hours because uh, every news outlet has has adopted it. Um, look, Tom got off his boat and walked into the port of Tampa Bay. Well, I say walked. He sort of staggered into the port of Tampa Bay. <laughs> Well, he sort of leaned on, I think it was Blaine Gabbard, I'm not sure. He, he he had help into the port of Tampa Bay. But we've all been there, right? I mean, if if you live in Florida and you go on a boat, you're you're sort of, you know, getting your sea legs back on land takes a little while. And, you know, he, he played along and went on the internet and retweeted it and said, you know, Something about avocado vodka. It said nothing to whatnot. see here, and it kind of misspelled some words and some capitals in the wrong spot. But yeah, yeah nothing to see exactly. here. Uh, just some avocado tequila. And he, and he has, you know, that's the thing. Like the thing about Tom is like he has a oh, wicked social media game, but he's also very self-deprecating. And um, the funny thing is, I can show you video from seconds later of Tom holding his daughter Vivian, and everything appears fine. So you know, he he did as you said. He, I mean, it went on social media and made a joke about, um, you know, avocado vodka or whatever. And, uh, and and then LeBron, I thought it was interesting, LeBron tweeted back at him. He's probably got a new line of avocado tequila coming out, and that's why he did that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and look, I mean, I saw everybody drinking, right? You, most of mm-hmm. it was beer. There was some with, with harder stuff. I never saw Tom take a drink like that. That's not to say that that giant canister that he carries around that typically has water was full of vodka. I couldn't tell, or tequila. I couldn't tell you. Perhaps someone um, on the boat spiked it, and he didn't even know it. Yeah, I mean, you know, he doesn't put bad stuff in his body, so I don't I don't know. But uh, something had to cloud his judgment when he decided to toss the Lombardi trophy 
Goodness gracious. No, he's, just, he's just he's throwing more dimes like he's done the whole postseason. Well, it was a dime, and uh, this will be known as the catch. You think Dwight Clark's was good in the uh, NFC Championship game that started the 49ers dynasty. I've never seen anything like – it was almost like we were trailing them um, on our media boat, and I saw this thing going, you know, head over tea kettle, and I thought that's got to be some sort of like a fake, right, or some sort of like prop of some kind. Nope, that was it. That was the Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> um, this is incredible, man. He just uh, – and, and some of the – like there's some shots that are better than others, but uh, there's one like looking straight from Brait's boat, which had a lot of – you know, here's the thing too. He had a lot of different receivers he could have thrown that to. I mean – He did. Know. I was waiting for Antonio Brown to jump in and steal it from Scotty Miller. <laughs> right. Exactly, but he could he could have thrown it to Mike Evans. That's great. Chris Godwin rarely drops a ball. I mean, he had all these choices, and who's he go to? It's hey man, it's who you trust, right? Who are you who are you going to trust? Whose hands does he trust more than Cam Brates if he's going to throw the hardware across the river and uh, and and Brait makes the catch? It was incredible. It was just it was so bizarre. Great mention. Uh, they had talked about it beforehand, but he didn't really think it was it serious. And then <laughs> yeah, it didn't sound like he goes. We talked about it. He goes, but then you know he threw it, and he goes, you know, if I had dropped that, I would have had to retire if I didn't catch that. He goes, it's the greatest catch of my life, no doubt about now, it. Now the Lombardi yes. Trophy, like that's the bucks to keep, right? It's not like the Stanley Cup where there's one. No, no, no. You keep it, and in so, fact, so you'll if see... it had gone in the river or gets damaged, you just yeah. keep it as damaged, correct? Well, um, if you could fish it out, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, well, believe me, they would have found. I mean, they could have made them half, another half one. The Look, city of Tampa would have been down there diving. For yeah, it. it would have been yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have been the epiphany, like they have, you know, over yeah. in Tarpon Springs. There exactly. would have been a bunch of guys raising it above their heads. Um, you could, you could, um, you could have another one made. I mean, typically, you'll see if you go and watch television. Sometimes you'll see a player or coach, and they got Lombardis behind them. You're going, wow, they got to keep the trophy. Um, these guys will can and do order, uh, you know, replicas. And um, but as far as there's, yeah, you're right. There's one Super Bowl Fifty Five trophy, and that's eventually going to land in the Advent Health Center, I would think. But man, it's made the rounds. You know, it's a good thing you can't drink out of it because it, it was everywhere. Well, it was everywhere. not only was it on a boat, it was on a horse. It was on a horse. Yeah. All of a sudden, this has become Sam I Am. I don't know what's going on. Not in a horse, <laughs> not in a boat. You let me be, you big goat. Um, I, I, I don't understand what happened because somewhere between three o'clock ish, um, Devin White left the uh, Tampa port, I guess, uh, and made his way to Raymond James. And so did his horse, which is named Dream, D-R-E-A-M. Now, Dream is up here just maybe a mile from my home up here in Lutz. There's a, a stables up here that he, he that Devin White frequents, and usually during the season he'd be there like Friday afternoon. So I don't know how, like, if he called for someone to transport Dream down there. I would imagine. I mean, look, yeah. he's Lombardi. Hey, hey, look, I got a Lombardi ceremony. I need you to bring the horse down for me. Yeah, I don't think, he, yeah. I don't think there's don't, a problem there. I don't think he drove all the way back and got him himself. I think somebody met him down there, but this was his this was his dream. His dream was to take a horse and have the Lombardi trophy, you know, in one hand and go galloping around the empty stadium. And it was really weird, but the 
the Buccaneers, I guess, did the videotape and, um, you know, now he's, he's got a, uh, a memory for life, but yeah, that, that Lombardi now, I, I hope somebody took it after Devin was done and is treating it to a nice steak dinner or something. Cause it's had quite a day. <laughs> um, it's, it's not the Stanley cup. I mean, you can't drink out of it or anything, but it got passed around a lot, which is, you know, it's a football. So, I mean, that's sort of what you do with footballs, I suppose. You know, and I've been seeing some online of people, you know, sitting there saying, you know, well, look at those players getting drunk. I mean, these are 20-year-olds. Well, outside Tom Brady. 20 yeah, years yeah. old who... They're grown adults. Who mm-hmm. have busted their butts for six months, five months, yeah. whatever the season yeah. is. Right. You know, and everything else. And so they let off a little steam because they achieved the ultimate goal. I don't I don't I get where the, the hate online comes from some people in, in these regards of this. Yeah. I mean... You know, it doesn't matter what sport or team or whatever. I mean, it's 20-some-year-olds letting off some steam after achieving the ultimate goal. This segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Moffitt Cancer Center. Moffitt is a proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Call 1-888-MOFFITT. I'll be willing to say with some clarity that hockey players drink way more when they win a Stanley Cup than the NFL guys do. Well, you see them drinking it out of the cup. So, I mean, there's that visual yeah. of it. I mean, a guy just lifting a beer up to his mouth doesn't get shown over and over on television. I, they may drink. I'm not saying they don't. But I'm saying that that image of pouring it out of the cup into someone's mouth yeah. gets played over and over and over it again. It sure does. Gronk drinking a Bud Light doesn't. Well, yeah, and multiple Bud Lights. But yeah. I'll say this based on, okay, if I were trying to go on, let's let's go with the guy that had the most alcohol with the Lightning, which was Kucherov, I mm-hmm. think, and try to find his equal, and I don't think there was one. <laughs> yeah, they're probably. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't think <laughs> Kuch uh, got into it, man. Did, did any of the Bucks players pour a beer down Joel Glazer's mouth? I didn't see that. <laughs> uh, no, no, that 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 was what Kuch. Did Cooch do that? At yeah, with the, Jeff Vinnick. Uh, yeah, with Jeff Vinnick. Oh, yeah, God. he poured a beard no, down his throat. <laughs> yeah, he was he was gone. He was blotto. Um, no, I didn't see anybody do that. I heard I heard really bad language, which well, <gasps> you know, be offensive there. Um, I, but it, no one really acted a fool. I mean, it was just no, kind of that's, that's what I'm saying. You see this with every celebration. It wasn't just today. I mean, you see it with all of them. Yeah. People going, "Oh, look how they're getting drunk," or this, or you know. Yeah. Like, well, I get it. Well, but look, they're twenty some year olds letting off steam after. The amount of work and time and energy they put in, and, and oh. they've achieved their ultimate goal. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, they I should I, celebrate. I, I mean, that elation, that that camaraderie in this year, where you couldn't even hang out with your teammates and stuff, and so today you're actually getting to hang out with them. Uh, you know, yeah. I would just say this too: they 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 weren't driving; they bust over. Sure, uh, you know, yeah, and do then it they right. Had, yeah. Yeah, they had boat drive. They weren't driving the boat. Like Tom Brady had his own boat, but he wasn't driving his own boat. So, I mean, they make sure that they're safe first and foremost. But, yeah, people are going to complain about something, right? Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's what, you know, you love Twitter for that. Yeah, well, I do. <laughs> Buck's Twitter is a weird place. Um, it's changed this year, though. It's a little different now. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. They're all bandwagoners now. They're, they're coming out well, of the It's half of Patriots Twitter, so. It is half a Patriots Twitter. <laughs> I I was thinking about that. You know, uh, how hard were these pictures to watch from New England today? Well, first of all, it was thirty four degrees in New England. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, and they showed they showed Brady <laughs> talking to Jane Castor at the beginning before they they set sail and all that. And 
And uh, she said, you know, you've never done this in boats before. He said, well, there was duck boats, but, you know, duck not boats, the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> duck boats and fur coats. Um, yeah, no, he was, he looked way more comfortable um, down here. Listen, there's no question that he's enjoying his Florida man lifestyle. I mean, he he could have very well and may have taken his own boat and gotten, gone back to the house because he lives on the water. So there was that. But. Uh, yeah, it was, and it's funny because, you know, the, the weather is not good everywhere except here. Like, I think, you know, even if you go into Atlanta and Carolinas, and I think they're having some seriously bad storms and, and ice and stuff like that. So we're like the warmest and the only warmest place in the country right now, I believe. Um, but it was a perfect day. It was, it was absolutely gorgeous, man. And, and, you know, I'll tell you that it, it, it strikes you too. It's, like, it's been 18 years. 18 years went by between championships before these guys could uh, hoist anything and, you know, hadn't won a playoff game since then and hadn't been in one in, in over in like over a dozen years. So this is all rare air, as they say. And, you know, it was cool because so many, and I don't know if they got out of school or what, but so many of the fans that were lined up on the streets, they, first of all, they all had flags. It was amazing. And the other thing is a lot of young kids and, you know this this attachment that they'll have with this football team will carry them um, for years to come, and then their children will become fans because uh, their their parents will remember what a great time this was, how unprecedented it was, and how much fun it was. and And these guys were having fun. Make no mistake. Now the question is, and it was kind of weird. So they get back to the Port of Tampa. We go through the whole gauntlet, you know, past Harbor Island and and um, and all of that, and we end up where the cruise ships go out uh, sort of by sparks parkman's wharf over there and you know these guys got up on stage now and then you can really kind of tell okay well here's a sobriety test because some <laughs> some were grabbing for the microphone a little faster than others and shouldn't have um but they were having a ball you know they're playing songs and um you know all i do is win 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 no matter what 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 and and so they were dancing and it was great and then finally they you know they had to get the program started the mayor said some things Bruce Arian said something Bruce said something that I've never heard somebody in this position say after winning a super bowl he went out of his way to thank his scouts to thank the people in his personnel department who had found these players and he wanted the players to thank them too and um you know too often in and and also Mike Greenberg who you know runs the salary cap football administration guy but too often they get overlooked and they're the they're sort of the lifeblood of the NFL. So that w- that was pretty cool too. And of course, you know, the Glazers spoke. I mean, there was a number of Jane Castor, a number of speakers like you mentioned. Um, but then they brought up a couple of players at various positions. You know, uh Levante David goes up there with Devin White. And Devin White has the mic. He says, you know, we're the best bleeping linebackers in the league and I love playing with you, and you better come back, man. And, you know, people are cheering. And then that's when Arians began his series of running up and saying, you know, hey, you ain't going bleeping anywhere, you know. And that happened not just with Levante, but it was also Shaq Barrett. Um, Good news. The whole team's back. So I'm not sure how they're going to make it work under the cap. but Well, they want to keep them all. I get it. I I do get it. I think there's going to be some defections. And, And, you know, I talked to Levante. You know, after the the festivities, if you will, and 
you know, naturally he says, you know, of course I I want to have a chance to finish my career. This is his third, by the way, his third contract, rookie um, extension, and now, yeah, now he's on his third. But, I, you know, it's a business, and I don't know if Levante is going to give them a hometown get discount. He might, depending on that number. But even at 31, he could absolutely get a good chunk of change from somebody. And at some point, they're gonna not they're gonna run out of money. You know, I just I don't think they're gonna they're gonna be able to sign everyone. But every time somebody would go up there to speak, if it was Chris Godwin, for example, who's gonna become a free agent, um, you know, Bruce Arians would butt in and said, "You ain't going bleeping anywhere." Uh, and you know, we'll see about that. But well, we'll see. It's, the, it is gonna, and we'll get into this more as we go along. But sure, you know. How much money is out there for free agents? You know, well, not I mean, as much as there was. You know, yeah. I mean, Levante David's a phenomenal linebacker, and, and, and every team would love to have him. Right. But at 31 and a cap that's going to go down significantly, mm-hmm. are you willing to pony up three, four, five years for him? Right. How many teams will be? I mean, would they on a one-year deal? Sure, but... You know, yeah, why and, would he want one with that? Yeah. You know, Shaq Barrett's kind of the same way. He's what, twenty eight years old now? He'll be twenty nine in November. He's yeah. twenty nine. Uh, you know, how what kind of deal is gonna be out there for these guys? We don't know yet. Because one, we don't know what the cap's gonna be. Right. Um, but you know, all these you know, all these teams are in the same thing where mm-hmm. are there gonna be big long term deals? There may be big one year deals, but I don't yeah. know if you're gonna see big long term deals at this point. With knowing the cap's going down twenty thirty million dollars, you know, and we may not know till right before free agency at this point, but right, you know, it's it's going to be a weird free agency, and it may be a slow one too. It could be, it could be, and I, and I, I think they're in decent shape. There's a lot mm-hmm. of players they have to deal with. You know, some I think they have to sign. Uh, Ryan Suckup, for example, I think is a must sign. You know, uh, Godwin, I think is a must sign. Shaq Barrett. After that, I can make uh, arguments for you not to be too stressed about losing people, you know. And I, I would even put Fournette in that category. I mean, they still have Ronald Jones under a rookie deal. So, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of discussions. And, you know, it just comes down to I think when you win, uh, no matter what, that <laughs> that players <laughs> – that what, what, well, players want to be on winners and, mm-hmm. you know – um, well, we've seen Adrian Peterson now has said, I'd love to uh, play in Tampa Bay. Yeah, he'd love to play anywhere, okay? <laughs> well, that's, that's true, but... Easy big guy. But, but no, seriously, his sentiment is shared, and it's going to be more shared now. And, you know, the thing is, it's a copycat league, too, right? So now you're seeing, what, quarterback movement all over the place, right? Old guys, young guys, everybody's on the move, everybody's searching for that one piece. Well, we can do what Tampa Bay did. Right. They just needed a little, you know, the quarterback position and, you know, off they went. But it took a lot more work than that. Um, but I do think you know, yeah, there was there a lot teams. of pieces here already. I mean, there's a reason yeah. Tom Brady chose Tampa. Absolutely. Bay. And he brought but he brought in guys too. absolutely. You know, and uh, like when you when you see Matthew Stafford going to the Rams, you think about I think about Brady. I know he gave up draft picks for him, but, you know, I think. You know, Russell Wilson came out the other day and said on uh, one of the shows, Dan Patrick maybe, that he would like more involvement in, in you know, 
players they pick, and he's tired of getting hit all the well, time. I think he'd he like more offensive linemen. Period. Offensive linemen. <laughs> that's what he wants. Yeah, and and so you know they you'd like he'd like to have more control because they all know Brady, you know, is bringing in guys that he knows and that uh, you know in the case of Antonio Brown might not be you know the best uh, role model that they would want to sign, but um, you know it helps to have that guy that that knows exactly what he needs. And I think you're going to see more teams try to try to find that quarterback and fill the, and fill a dream team, sort of what people perceive the bucks to be for a long time. It's going to be really interesting. And, and, but repeating is hard. I mean, it's so hard. And even though this division, I think will be down, but, but what I learned about, you know, the old, Hey, what'd you learn at camp? What I learned about the 2020 bucks or covering the 2020 bucks is that, don't bet against Tom Brady. Just don't. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's stupid, right? It's like he has. He told his team before the game. He goes, "Look, guys, we got all the answers to the test. Now let's just go out there and play." He does have all the answers to the test, and you know what? He's going to have them next year too. He is. He's going to have. In fact, he's going to say because I know I kind of know his mentality. And he's going to say, "Oh yeah, you thought last year was watch this. You know, watch if we have a training camp. Watch if we have any preseason games." Watch now that I'm in the second year of my offense and that we've ironed things out and we were Super Bowl champions. It's going to be really, you know, that that's his mentality. His mentality is he's going to win year after year. Well, when you've been to the Super Bowl 10 times in, what, 20 seasons? <laughs> it's every you've other won year. seven Super Bowls. You've won more Super Bowls than any franchise. <laughs> any franchise, I know. You're the number one franchise in, in, in crazy, Super Bowl man. history. Um. Why wouldn't you expect to win every year? And, and, of course. And we've seen this year his skills have not diminished. No. Maybe he's a hair slower, but he doesn't run. So right. Right. Um, his arm is has not diminished at all. Right. I mean, we have saw that by the number of deep balls and how accurate he was for most of the season with it. Mm-hmm. That there's no question about the arm. No. There's no question about the mind. Right. So why wouldn't he think he's going to keep winning? I, Nobody, I think he does. Until someone proves him wrong. I think he does, and I think what drives him is that other people would, he says, would like to see him quit, you know, and he's not ready. It's going to be on his terms, and so he'll have the one year. And I, for my money, I think they'll probably probably extend him till he's forty five at some point. I don't know anything, but I'm just thinking that's a real possibility. And at some point, the Bucks will have to find a younger quarterback or draft somebody or whatever. When you're picking thirty second, well, you, got, every you year, got seven or eight years for that, so. Yeah, I mean, truly, he could play. He could play till he's fifty. I don't know. I'm, I am not putting limitations on this guy. I'm just not. I, I, you know, I've watched it with my two eyes, and it's unbelievable too. When you're there, and you're on that, you see that stage, and you see those players, and see them hugging, and you think of all the work and the you know sweaty days in August and all that they went through, um, injuries and the like. It really is something about football that what where team, team is really. You know the best teams win, and this was a this was a really good team, and in so many ways, not just not just talent, but personalities meshed, and some guys were you know stood out one way, and some guys you know were quiet the other way. But it it really was it really was fun to watch, and a great coaching staff, and you know BA reiterated he goes I didn't do anything, I just stayed the hell out of the way, and you know what to some degree that's true, but the biggest thing is. You know he has he has as much belief as Tom Brady and vice versa. They were good for each other. They really were 
a perfect match, even though I know people got upset early on that he was calling guys out. But um, I I think that they, you know, if you watch the NFL Films version of the Super Bowl where they were all mic'd up, you can hear what Brady says to Bruce Arians. I mean, you know, they they get along fabulously. And winning helps. I mean, you know, you're not going to find out much about somebody if you're winning all the time. But it uh, it was interesting, man. It was really cool. It was It was good for Tampa Bay. Good for these players to be able to get out and bond and share, and their and their families. They took bus, you know, they took buses and and then sh- uh, ship after ship of families, whole families that were with these players, uh, that had been there at the Super Bowl and have gone through protocol to be near them and stuff. So that part was really cool. So it's just just well done by everybody. Well, let's do it again in July when the Lightning when the, the <laughs> well, Stanley yeah. Cup should be awarded out, and then. Uh... Well, the, the Rays, Rays about early early November, I think there maybe it's going to be late October. We'll see, and then you know next February, let's do it all again. Right, exactly. So speaking of Lombardi, we did we did the uh, we did the boat the horse thing, right? Yes. Um, and uh, we don't know what's next for Lombardi. I I I hope it makes it into the facility and just kind of goes into a nice, cool, air conditioned like glass case, <laughs> so no one will. No one will mess with it. Hey, how about the fact that the Bucks have two? Long, you know, not, not some many some franchises don't have any, and and there are other franchises that only won at once. There's there's only nine franchises that have more than two Super Bowl wins. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, right? You know, you've got you've got two franchises that have been around for all fifty five Super Bowls that have never made it to the Super never Bowl. Never made it. Yeah, the Lions and the Browns. The Texans wow. and the Jaguars have not made it either, but obviously they're newer franchises. Expansion teams, yeah. yeah. But the the Lions and the Browns have been around for all – well, the Browns missed a couple years, I guess. That's crazy. There was a couple years they were when they moved to Baltimore. And Baltimore, yeah. And started a new franchise. So there was a couple right. years they missed. But the Lions have been all 55 years, have not made right. it to a Super Bowl. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. And then you've it's got hard lots to get that here. have none, that you know, have been there and haven't won. Uh, Buffalo, of course, been there four times, haven't won. Right. Um, I know the Bengals are twice, have not won, and there's many others. And then, of course, you've got some with one. And now the Bucks joined that company with two, and only nine franchises have more. And, of course, Tom Brady's got the most. But That's incredible, isn't it? It really is. This segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Murata, where life is like a staycation every day. Contact them at MuratastayK.com. It's mind-boggling. Watching what he did this year. I mean, think back to, you know, it was, what, 11 months ago. Well, Tom Brady's considering Tampa Bay. Really? Mm-hmm. No one really believed it. I mean, you know, nope. everyone knew he was going to be a free agent. Everyone thought he was going back to New England. Yep. This was a charade. Then he actually picks Tampa Bay. Well, they could go to the Super Bowl, the first team in their own stadium. And everyone said it, and everyone was excited and happy. But how many really believed it? Right. It was hope. And, if, you know, with Tom Brady, you always had that hope. But he was 43. 43. You had no offseason. Right. You know, the sports world shuts down. It's COVID, this. No offseason, no preseason. You go to New Orleans your first game. You don't play very well. Mm-hmm. Score was clo- closer than the, the game was. Mm-hmm. Then you end up 7-2. and two and you're, you're doing pretty good. You'd beaten, what, Green Bay along the way. Mm-hmm. You lost to Chicago. You struggled in New York. Then you go through a three-game losing stretch before you hit your bye. Mm-hmm. And it was, well, are they even going to make the playoffs now? They're seven and five, and to tur- turn around and do what they did to down, you know, the last what four games of the season, and then the, the four playoff games to knock mm-hmm. off 
three Super Bowl MVPs in the playoffs. Three MVP, league MVPs in the playoffs, actually. Just incredible, just incredible season. I mean, everything that you thought back in March was possible happened. All of it. It did. It's storybook. It's incredible. And, and the thing is, it's not easy. I mean, and you'll see this with them struggling to try to get back. No team has done it since the Patriots in, like, what, 05 or 0304. Yep. 0304. I always get it wrong. Um, so that's how hard it is. And Kansas City tried it, and we saw they didn't quite get there. But, man, uh, you know, just to have one of those trophies and, and to know you can defend it and all year long – you know, you're going to have the target. You're the defending Super Bowl champions. I mean, that is a that is a prime piece of real estate that they have mapped out for himself. I think it's I think it's phenomenal, and and I think these guys have built memories and relationships for the rest of their lives, and you know, their families, and you know, for what it means for for BA. You know, if you think about BA and what a great coach he's been, talk about a guy who holds the Lombardi Trophy a lot. A lot, and and you know, yeah, he had he won it in Pittsburgh, obviously, and and you know, mm-hmm. um, different different things like that. But he told me because I I caught him just as he was leaving, and, and uh, he says, "Look, I've been part of a lot of parades, you know, a lot of them." He goes, "This is the best damn thing I've ever experienced." You know, the fact that they can be on the water, and you know how beautiful it was, and how how organized it was, and things, and. And had to come together really quickly, you know, um, on top of that. And the reason it was so early, I think, is that Brady's leaving town, so they couldn't wait until Thursday or Friday. I think he's getting out of here pretty quickly. Well, and if Brady's leaving town, then you get it done beforehand. Anybody, exactly. anybody else leaving town, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Brady, oh, we better move. Uh, we want, Do you want the quarterback? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, then it's – when is it? Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, good job. I'm surprised uh, Jane Castor didn't announce we're changing the name to Tampa. Tampa Bay. It's Cham- it's Champa Bay now. Yeah. Champa Bay is like the perfect nickname to me. Champa Bay. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's awesome. It's great. So, anywho, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are rolling. They're now nine one and one. They just did Newt Nashville something fierce. You know, you've got it's got to be really tough for Nashville. So they get lit up in in the game Monday night. They hold a, a team meeting afterwards. I know to talk about to talk you know about everything they're doing bad and wrong and <laughs> hold each other accountable. Yeah. They make a lot of lineup changes. They come out Tuesday night and they get throttled six to one. <laughs> <laughs> That's Best when you know things are not going well for Nashville. You know what else I thought they decided to do? I thought they decided to just like be chippy and fight. Mm-hmm. I thought they came out and just decided and it backfired on them because mm-hmm. uh, the the lightning wouldn't take the cheese. No, And they took and some they, bad penalties that cost them and cost them goals. Absolutely they did. Absolutely, they did. You know, I mean, we've seen over the years teams that think that you can get physical with Tampa Bay because they're known as a can't though. finesse team. They handle that very. They have for years. Yeah, they do. Teams try to do it, and it it rarely works against the Lightning. Now, yeah. I guess if you're all out of anything else to try, you might as well try it. Yeah, which is what I you know Nashville's Nashville did this year, kind of what the Lightning did last year. Is they tried to add some sandpaper and grit to their game, and I think yes. They were trying to flex that on Tuesday, except the Lightning didn't bite, and they got a ton of power plays out of it. Yep, it cost Nashville, and and the Lightning, you know, you know, if you're going to take the penalty, make them pay, and that's what the Lightning did. Um, but the Lightning's playing really well. Um, I, I think defensively, they're you know the from the back checking to the four check, I mean, just all parts of their game are doing very well right now. 
Um, yeah. Curtis McElhaney on Monday night plays for the first time in 11 months. Uh, he, he looked good. Goal. Yeah, he mm-hmm. looked good. Um, you know, granted, I don't think Nashville's a great team. And, you know, that's some of it, too. I mean, the Lightning are 9-1-1. One one. You never apologize for who you play. Nope. You play who's on the schedule. But yeah. a lot of these games so far have been against Detroit, Nashville, and Chicago. And okay. those are probably the worst three teams in the division. So yeah. uh, you've played Columbus. You're got Florida now for three straight games, two in Sunrise and then one here in Tampa yeah. uh, starting tonight in Sunrise. Um, I think that'll be a bigger, bigger test for the Lightning to kind of right. gauge where they're at right now. But right. here's the thing. You're, you're playing all divisional games, and it's a 56-game schedule, just munch points, mm-hmm. as John Cooper would say. And, and Dave Mishkin brought up a good point the other day. And granted, we're only 11 games in at this point. But once you get to you know, 20, 30 games in, halfway through the season, if you're in first place, which is where the Lightning are now, the top four teams in your division make the playoffs. That means four teams have to pass you for you not to make the playoffs. And the goal in the NHL is just to get in the playoffs. It doesn't matter where you finish. So if you can be in first place, say, halfway through the season, your odds of making the playoffs are pretty good. They're really good, yeah. And knowing that the other teams below you are all playing each other, and they can't all get two points every night. Right. Because they're all playing division games. They're not mm-hmm. playing teams outside of your division. So you could get this early lead this season, and you have it 20, 30 games in. It's going to be tough not to make the playoffs. And, and the other part is, is the Lightning are doing this without their best offensive player, Kucherov. I was going to say that, like, I mean, and you hope, you know, there's talk about if they get in the postseason, maybe he comes back or whatever, but what does it say that they can take out the most valuable mm-hmm. player in the NHL and still beat yeah. people down? I mean, no, you add much... Stamkos back, and he missed a lot of last year. So, right. you know, you kind, of, you kind of swap those, you know. Um, yeah, and granted, they're different true. players in that, and Stamkos is playing very well this year. Um, yeah, he is. Two goals the other night. Yeah. But it's it's all parts of his game and, and the stuff that he's really worked to, to improve the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're they're getting contributions from guys like Matthew Joseph has looked really good. He had two goals. Um, yeah, you know he's fast. centering the the fourth line. He hasn't played center since juniors, but he's looking right. really good. Really um, fast. Yeah. You know, and you, you start adding that on your fourth line because Mitchell Stevens is out for a couple months. So, you, you know, but guys like that stepping up, which is you know what you have to have in in today's NHL or any sports really, is you got to have young guys step up and contribute because of salary cap reasons and, and every other constraint that we talk about all the time. So mm-hmm. um, I like where the Lightning are right now. You're only 11 games in the season. You don't have to be playing your best hockey. They're playing really well. But, um, you know, they don't have that Stanley Cup hangover that you worry about. Right. And, and as far as a team, I mean, that's what you do to teams. You you beat those bad teams when you play mm-hmm. them, you know, like you're supposed to. And, and good teams will do that. And that's what they've done. And, you know, it's not their fault, whatever the schedule is, but they're off to a hot start. So this segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Marina Bay St. Petersburg Luxury Waterfront Homes, where sports fans and enthusiasts live and play. Marina Bay is a 60-acre gated community on Boca Ciego Bay. They have all new construction available now. You can contact them at marinabaystpete.com or call 727-906-3300. We've got we still got a whole bunch of stuff going on with uh, I'm sure this Super Bowl team. Uh, we're going to talk more about you know Tom Brady, more about you know I think the free agents that they have coming up, some of the decisions they have to make. I mean, there's going to be a lot. Well, it's really lot, weird that you know the, the Bucks season just ended and free agency is a month away. And that's what happens is like there's no time. Like mm-hmm. you know you you realize when you play this late and go to a Super Bowl. I can remember John Gruden. It was like two weeks later. We were at the combine. 
you know, and he's taking his bows. And um, everybody's coming up to him, hey, John, great job. And he hated it because John just, you know, he's suspicious of people. And, and he kept saying that, you know, he felt like people were trying to take a bite out of him or something. But it really does happen fast. And you got to get your free agents squared away. Um, then the draft is right after that. And, you know. A different I mean, draft, too. I mean, you know, instead of picking 12th, 5th. 32nd. 7th. Yeah. You know, yeah, 32nd. Yeah. You're basically the second round. You know, and you could trade into the second round. It yeah. wouldn't be much different of the player that you would get. Yeah, you may so. end up seeing somebody do that who wants a you know a player on have that fifth year option. Absolutely, you know, I mean, the Patriots have done that many times over the years. All trade the back, time. you know, four or five spots to get still get yeah. the guy you want, but yeah, and, and pick up some other assets along the way. Just don't at me, folks, with the mock draft selections because I have no clue who's <laughs> going to be at thirty second. If you want to know, call my good friend Trevor Sigma. I, there's. I would be, I would venture to guess that even when they set their board, that the Bucks will be like, yeah, there's a one in ten chance this guy's here. Because <laughs> I mean, how do you know it's going to happen? Thirty one picks in front of you. Well, I'm really pretty sure it won't be Trevor Lawrence available. So no, no. And, and to that end, they you know what they probably need to get a quarterback. I mean, they probably need to get one either this year or next if if Tom stays. Well, the, the question the question no. will be, and when you're picking thirty second, you know. If you're going to use a first rounder or wherever on it, right? You know, you can't reach for a quarterback. No, hell you know, no. So if it's a guy that really shouldn't be taken to the second or third round, you can't reach for him in the first, right? Um, because it, the next quarterback you take, you want to be your long term solution. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to find that the Dak Prescott, the Russell Wilsons, the guys you find in the third, fourth rounds. Right, that can be you know future quarterbacks that are gonna you know yeah. play for your team for years, but if there isn't mm-hmm. one available in this draft, don't take them. You no. can't reach on a quarterback. Listen, and this is the trend. I because of what the Bucks did, and I'm convinced this is what I would do. I just go steal somebody's quarterback. When Tom Brady was done, and and Aaron Rodgers had a couple couple throws left in him, mm-hmm. I'd go get Aaron Rodgers. I would. Well, I'd, I'd, well, absolutely. Although you know the Bucks lucked out in that they had to give up nothing to get Tom Brady. Right, and that's what these other you know. teams are having to give up huge. Comp- but mm-hmm. I'll say this about draft picks: you'd love to have them, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're picking that high, yeah, you're going to get probably a better player. But what's the goal? I mean, the goal is to win mm-hmm. is to win a Super Bowl, right? So um, the bust rate is still what it is in the NFL up high. It's not good, you know. So I mean, I I would go for it every year. Like I'm, yeah. I've suddenly, you know, this idea. If you have the pieces, yes. If but, you but don't have me, the weapons around, or the, the you know the rest of the team that's ready for the Rams, think they're ready to win a Super Bowl, which is why they went and made the trade for Matthew Stafford and gave up what four number one picks or whatever it is, or two number right. ones, a third, and you know, I mean, they did it because they think they're ready. The Lions weren't ready, that's why they got rid of Matthew Stafford. They know they're but, not winning a, a championship this year, no matter who they had a quarterback. Yeah, though no, I get that. I'm just curious, like. How how many of these teams you're starting to see the movement? Like, do they really? Did that many teams really think you have a chance? I mean, I understood why Bruce Arians thought he had a chance, mm-hmm. um, but I don't. You know, Russell Wilson was complaining about. I'd like to have more say in personnel. I'd like to, you know, want us to get offensive linemen, and you're starting to see that. I think Brady is going to have, and it's not the same situation because they didn't give up anything. Brady's going to have sort of this ripple effect. You know, copycat mm-hmm. league. Um, you're going to see other quarterbacks, other teams trying to find that one piece and saying, you know what, we're right there, let's go get so-and-so, and he's going to be a veteran. I mean, 
where are the franchise? Where are the young guys? I think, you know, Justin Herbert looks good. I don't know. Tua, they're talking about maybe trading him. Um, you know, a lot of these young quarterbacks, man, Kyler Murray's had his moments, right? But, you know, there's none of them you just say other than Patrick Mahomes, you go, that dude's a superstar. I mean, Josh Allen, I'll give you. You know, but Except very, two, year, very, two years ago, you wouldn't have said that about Josh Allen. I either. wouldn't have said it. And it's very, very hard to draft a guy, develop him and the team around him before he's destroyed, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. You know, going to bad teams do that. So well, I, I mean, get a guy Joe that, Burrow in, in Cincinnati, he was having a great rookie season. Oh, but he had no offensive line in front of him. And, and, and it cost you know, him. That you, you get your quarterbacks hurt. And, yeah. Absolutely. You know, we'll no, see how he re- bounces back this year, but. You know he was having a he was he was probably playing better than Justin Herbert. Oh, he was. he was. I mean, they, in Herbert's you know they were kind of neck and neck as far as quarterbacks go for rookies, but yeah, they both had phenomenal seasons. No, they truly did. So I I don't know. I've changed my philosophy on it. I I, I mean the experienced guy. Yeah, I think for quarterbacks, you give up anything it takes to get it, but mm-hmm. don't give it up if you don't have enough pieces to surround them. Because if, no, you, no, if you're no. giving up all those draft picks, and that you're not going to be able to build the team anyway. I mean, right. You got to have a team like Tampa Bay has, which is was built to. We're ready to win. We need a quarterback. Yep. Uh, yep, yep. You know, you got to have you got to have that. You know, New Orleans could go do that. Drew Brees, if Drew could. Brees retires, maybe they, they Taysom Hill, maybe it's Jamin, or maybe they go get somebody. Right. I mean, you know, they have a team that's built that it, you know Deshaun Watson gets traded there. Mm-hmm. Look out, the Saints may you know could be the favorites in the division again. That's right. And not every team is like that. There's no doubt, but it is interesting that uh, you're going to start hearing more quarterbacks exec- exert their influence over organizations. And I'm surprised. My only thing is what what it, what took it so long. So, hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We'll talk more about Brady tomorrow. We'll talk uh, with Tom Jones. My former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, he'll come aboard. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed the boat parade. Check out TampaBay.com. We got Devin White riding his horse around uh, Raymond James with a Lombardi, which is Lombardi is now exhausted back in his home. I hope at Advent Healthcare Center, talking to the other Lombardi, and he's saying, "Did you go through all this too?" Well, no, <laughs> no, he's exhausted, but he's been out in the sun all day. I mean, you know that just takes uh, yeah. it out of you. Ah, the sun. The Lombardi needs a tan. He well, yeah. He's he's reflecting right. He's reflective. <laughs> it's a reflective trophy. Um, not quite the Stanley Cup, but yeah, it, it was a long day for all, including me. So um, anyway, uh, check us out, Tom Jones, tomorrow, and uh, for Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.